Biosecurity is one of the most important aspects of a successful livestock enterprise. With a growing number of threats in the form of viral disease outbreaks or the potential for foreign animal disease incursion ever in the back of producers' minds. Technologies to help them in that fight are proliferating, including a new app to help producers, veterinarians, and the public health officials involved to share information as quickly as possible. Welcome to Feedstuffs in Focus, our podcast taking a deeper look at the big issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and animal feed industries. I'm your host, Andy Vance. Thanks for joining us today. Gustavo Machado is an epidemiologist specializing in emerging and transboundary infectious diseases at North Carolina State University. At the North American PERS Symposium held earlier this month in Chicago, Dr. Machado sat down with National Hog Farmer editor Ann Hess to discuss what is called the Rapid Biosecurity App, a tool that standardizes secure pork supply biosecurity plans and creates maps to visualize the biosecurity infrastructure of individual farms across multiple states. According to Professor Machado, in each state, the RAB app provides the pork producer and the Department of Agriculture with rapid access to approved biosecurity plan status to help expedite the response to any outbreak. With more on that story, here's Ann Hess. You set the stage pretty well during your presentation today about um, how well the U.S. Secure Pork Supply Plan works in setting those guidelines, but also addressed maybe the industry has some knowledge gaps in um, traceability and in individual plans. Can you shed some light on where some of that might be lacking as far as biosecurity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. And um, the, the industry has been very active on actually building these SPS plans. And there is some, uh, a little bit of interpretation um, questions when they're trying to, commercial sites trying to create the plans. So we work with them on trying to help them understand when and why these plans uh, are needed or going to be needed. So, and recently there are some more discussions at, at national level to standardize uh, that those plants not only for swine but across commodities so beef dairy and other species as well so it's really uh, what we're trying to do here is help the industry to build those plants start those plants and make those biosecurity plants available to who need them which is department of acts so sows at state level so it's really trying to be in the middle there and take a lot of work from the companies prepare the plants make sure they are as they should be, and then on that moment, those plans are then presented to the state for the final approvals, and they have access to the information when it's needed. Um, And on the transportation and the movement part of things, the industry also is working very closely with for other programs like U.S. Sheep and others that are um, for certification of farms. That information is actually going to be required. So, you know, working on that right now ahead of time will help them uh, be better prepared when certification comes from these other national programs. So you presented here today on the Rapid Access Biosecurity RAB, otherwise known as APP, a tool for producers, veterinarians, and government officials. Tell us a little bit more um, about that technology and that project and um, how it works. Mm -hmm. So the RAB app, as we call, is started in 2019 because uh, there was one company that needed some help to put these uh, biosecurity plans together. So we did that, then realized that we needed to create a database that is, is organized in a way that is more a computer science thing where things are all the same and, and standardized across uh, the farms. And then quickly other companies decided to join because there was a need to have these plans in place. Uh, so RabApp started there. And then we started in East Coast, of course, North Carolina, where we're based, and then other states start to be 
uh, start to engage and then we expand it. And the way you operate there is that, for example, company A has farms, one farm in North Carolina, but have uh, 2,000 farms in different states. We work with that whole company to make sure the whole company is standardized and they have their plans available to them and also work with the states for them to have access to that information. So that's the first component. The main component of RabApp is biosecurity. So getting, collecting the data as they have, the companies have, um, uh, and understanding that there's some gaps that they, they are missing, for example, the disposal location of the farms, help them mark those on the maps because the plan, the SPS plans is, have 169 features on the written part of the plan but also there's a map of the site that's needed. So we collect that as well and we put those two together. And they all look alike across the country. So if you're looking at a plan in, in North Carolina, a plan in Minnesota, they all look the same. So it's trying to standardize that as much as possible. We have about 10,000 plans at the moment. We foresee that we need at least more 13 more thousand plans to get more than 80% of the industry. So that's one part. And the other part is the movement data. So we also work with the movement data, pigs and uh, trucks. So we collect the data uh, uh, frequently, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly from the companies. And then we analyze that data for the uh, presence of uh, prime IDs, for example, to make sure that the data can be linked. So we need some number to link the farm movement to the biosecurity plan so then everything's linked together. So we spend a lot of time making sure that the data that's needed is there, and when it's not there, we work with, work with the companies to help them understand, well, there's 10 farms here that are missing. So what can we do to, to make sure that 100% of the farms are within the database? And then those two pieces together, uh, we then develop the models. So we do have a between farm transmission model for PERS, and one for PD, and also now one for ASF. So because of that data is needed, the way that things is spread, disease spread, we are able to build the transmission models for those diseases. And those become available to the companies, but also to the states. And I understand with these models, you're able to do a little bit of um, short forecasting of, could you explain that a little bit more? Mm -hmm. So uh, each week we, we run the models against this whole data, but also the outbreak data that is shared directly with us, and also we are a collaborator with uh, MSHIM, with MSHIM project from University of Minnesota, Dr. Sarda Corzo, uh, funded by SHIC. Um, so every week we update those models and then we can make predictions for one week in the future. So that, that's made and uh, we basically, uh, we forecast that for next week, and then as soon as the outbreak data come for that week, we make, we compare the forecast to the observe to see how how well we did in that week. Overall, we are about 70% uh, correct on the predictions uh, for these goals at the moment. And now we're just in, in, uh, starting to release the models at, the, at Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas because we have enough information there now. So that's gonna be a, the next move. And as soon as we have more information in other states, the model becomes available to RAVAP as well. But we really need to have at least 80% of the sites in a state to engage with that part because we know that uh, disease is spread between farms by the distance without having a location of these farms to be able to model that part uh, we really we cannot move forward without that so that's why you know some states do not have access yet is because we're still working on getting the full uh, data that's needed for that so obviously participation is key in, in the next steps of this app 
um, what about other diseases you might be looking at or other modes of transmission? Mm-hmm. So we are looking at important PD initially, yeah, and because the surveillance systems that the industry have for south farms or breeding locations is quite strong. Um, there is some need for other diseases such as influenza and bacteria diseases as well, but still uh, the surveillance systems there are not uh, as systematic as PD and PERS. But we do have the ESF transmission model, which is now available as well. There's a paper out that people can read um, that it is already is a model that is ready now. So we don't have to panic, you know, when we do have an emergency. So that we spend a lot of time making sure we have that ready. Um, so that's one part. And uh, what was the other question? Um, the other modes of transmission. Okay. So right now we have the pigs, the trucks and the distance between farms, yeah? We're still missing, um, for example, uh, rendering is very important one, which is uh, not very easy, uh, you know, that information is not ready available. Um, that is one of the ones that are that are tricky to get the data for. But one that is still, that we still need to work more on is the environment part, which is, you know, what are other drivers that are between farms that are contributing either to a, to expedite the spread or to reduce the the speed of the spread, so still need to look into that a bit more. But as as the between farm bits with the biosecurity now with the data from the Rab app, you know that has been taken care of. So that was a big missing piece that we spent three years working on. So so it's not too much, uh, too many things left, but we still we still need to work more on the rendering and the environmental part, I believe. So um, for producers at home, and, and maybe some of them that aren't participating yet, why are projects tools such as the RAB app crucial for the industry, and how does it coordinate with all the other industry-wide programs that they're being asked to sign up for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right now, as, as I mentioned, the SPS, the Scooper Supply Plan, is voluntary. However, uh, maybe in the future when we are in a control zone, when we have foreign animal disease, it, it might become you might want to have that in place. States are not going to have time to evaluate your plan during an emergency. You're going to be busy with so many other things. So that's the first thing I would think. Yeah, I'm, if I was a producer, I wanted to have everything that is needed to expedite my chances of actually exiting a control zone, even though it's not yet written in, in regulation. Uh, I can also mention the U.S. SHIP uh, passed a new standard this year that an SPS plan um, needs to become available to the state Department of Ag within 24 hours of a, a foreign disease. So that's if you're participating in US SHIP, you want to look into participating uh, in the RAB app as well so you can get your everything covered there. We we work with, with national programs, so we work with EMERS, for example. We are connected with EMERS for the movement part of, of the data. And we're also working with National Pork Board on the AgView to make sure that everything is connected. So if our producer have the movement data, for example, in one platform, it does not have to do it again. He already is already thinking between the two platforms. And we are just testing now out that thinking between any 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 way that you want to use to enter your data, just one. You don't have to do it twice. And that's very important to mention. We don't want people to redo work and being current on what's going on, you know, who is doing what is very important, and we, we want to publish now notes making those things clear as well. Um, and on the biosecurity part of things, you know, I want to just stress that part out is that what we're seeing with these 10,000 plans is that most of them, 90%, not 
were not complete uh, as far as the guidance that has been uh, provided uh, by the Scooper Spy Plan uh, website and guidance. So, uh, because why is because uh, it, it, the standardization of it uh, is not is not there yet. So we're working on that with uh, with the different um, secure food uh, programs to to make sure we have a standard and it's very clear what is the minimum that needs to be in the plan. So we work with the companies now to do that, but it's really something that is important to mention that just having a plan and uh, not having any, somebody looking over that plan to make sure that the plan is correct or is complete is something you want to think now, and that's what we do in RABAP. We work with you, you send us the information, we make sure everything is there. If it's not there, we'll let you know what it is, and then on that moment, the data is provided to the state for the final approval. So that's why we spend a lot of time, you know, for the last three years, we spend a lot of hours uh, getting, you know, helping the industry that way, commercial producers. And in the future, the idea is to help the independence producer as well, uh, but now really focus on the commercial. And what's next uh, well, from RABAP, we do have also funds for uh, beef. So we are doing the, for beef now as well. And is a cooperative agreement with USDA FIS with the Department of Ag and Kansas State. So we're starting there to rolling out a version for beef as well. It's a great update on, on the RAB app, and I'm hoping that you know, you'll get up to your 80, 85% participation here in the future, and we'll see those biosecurity plans get um, more complete, fine-tuned, easy to implement. So um, Gustavo Mashad, North Carolina State University, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks to North Carolina State University epidemiologist Gustavo Machado for sharing the latest information on the RAB app and to R.N. Hess from National Hog Farmer for an enlightening conversation. You can read more of our coverage of animal health issues and the latest research on the industry at large in the pages of Feedstuffs. Find our latest issue and past editions by visiting Feedstuffs.com and clicking on Digital Editions. I'm Andy Vance, and you've been listening to Feedstuffs in Focus. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to hear more conversations about some of the big issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and animal feed industries, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, or... You can always check out our website, feedstuffs.com, for future episodes. Until next time, have a great day, and thanks for listening.